Welcome back to Booze and Buffy, a podcast where we are watching and discussing every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel the Series one by one. There will be spoilers for future episodes, but god damn it, there will not be spoilers for future episodes, but we will spoil episodes we've already discussed every fucking time with me. Uh, Incapable of doing intros correctly, I'm Harrison. And talking about socioeconomics like a big ol' asshole, I'm Jason. Harrison... What episode are we watching this week? Oh, Jason, <laughs> I'm glad you asked. We are watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Season 4, Episode 5, Beer Bad. Oh, God. This is the one. <laughs> what happens in this, this episode? This is the one where they drink beer and it turns them into cave people. That's right. That's what happens. That's right. You know, we've had like werewolves and vampires and robots even, but now we've got cavemen. I don't even have to make a joke. <laughs> they, they, they've made the joke for me. <laughs> uh, Beer Bad was written by Tracy Forbes and directed by David Solomon and originally aired on uh, El Dia de Muertos, uh, 1999, November 2nd. Well, beautiful listeners, I'm very excited to introduce our very special guest for this episode. Uh, it's our first attempt at having a guest uh, remotely um, during during pandemic. Of course, our last guest was Grace, but she lives in my home, so that was pretty easy to arrange. Um, listeners, I'd like to introduce our good friend, Skylar. Hello, Skylar. Howdy. Howdy, howdy, howdy. So, it, typically, I, I will ask any new guest coming on the show um, what their, uh, their Buffy the Vampire Slayer experience was, how they came to the show, what their journey was watching it. Um, and I'm going to do the same for you, although I suspect your answer is going to be very short. It's possible. <laughs> <laughs> I have... I have s- such a such a limited experience with this show uh i have a couple of frames in a file in my mind somewhere of me in like doctor's office waiting rooms in the 90s and this show is on from place (laughs) to place uh but i have never sat down and paid it any um any concerted attention so this is my first impression of it and what what an impression it was uh, yeah an impression it, it gives you an impression like uh getting hit over the head with a giant club yeah i feel like i feel like i met this show while it was kind of sloppy drunk <laughs> <laughs> that is that is the perfect like way to say that i was as, as I was like, God, I, I feel like such an asshole being like, Skylar, watch this episode to be your first episode of the show. Um, but I really, I really felt when, uh, way back when I was planning the podcast before we'd even started recording or anything, and I was thinking about it, I was like, Beer Bad is going to deserve a, a, a discussion, and um, it's going to deserve a little, a, a little, um, 
uh, it deserves to be trashed a bit. And I felt like, Skylar, you were the perfect person to come on and provide um, uh, what this episode deserved. <laughs> so uh, with all that in mind, let's get to the alcohol. Uh, Jason, what are you drinking this week? So I'm actually uh, drinking my last bottle of a home brew that was given to me on my birthday by our special guest, Skylar. Oh, snap! I've been saving it for something special, and this felt special. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, well done. Those get better as they sit, so... Uh, Jason, or Skylar, what are you drinking? Well, I have got uh, a variation on an Irish coffee. I, uh, I realized that you guys were doing this with the theme, and I was like, oh, I don't really have, um much of anything around here but i do have coffee and i do have ice cream and i have a little bit of uh vodka left over from whenever aaron was making vanilla extract and so um i i sort of tossed that in as a way to bless it and be like well now i'm on theme but really it's just coffee with ice cream in it. i like it it's okay i like it <laughs> I have I have done that before. Like uh, I can't remember when it was, but there was one recording where I was was not feeling very well, and I was like, I don't really want to drink. I don't feel well, so I made tea and threw in like a half a splash of bourbon and was like, there, I've uh, I've done it. There, that's this, that's this booze. Counts. That's booze. That's booze and buffy. <laughs> um, I am uh, I'm also drinking a beer. I'm drinking a Sam Adams Alpine Lager, um, which I don't think I've had before. It came in uh, some like mix and match, uh, mix and match pack thing uh, that John came home with last night because I was like, "Don't buy just a six pack. Buy like a case of something." So there's something left over for me when we record because <laughs> um, I knew I was not gonna have the energy or desire to run to the liquor store this morning. Um, so Skylar, uh, as our, as our guest, as our distinguished guest, would you like to lead us in a toast? Oh, absolutely. Um, uh, to everyone who is taking reality seriously, saving lives, preventing catastrophes, and helping to stop this virus so we can all get ready for the celebration after the wave rolls back. Cheers. 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 Oh, Skylar, you're right. This does get better as it sits. Yeah. This is going to be a good episode. All right. So before we get into the plot synopsis, I want to very briefly touch on how this episode happened and just why. You know, just why. <laughs> just why. Um, so I, this is gonna. I'm gonna tell the story in two parts. I'm gonna give the first half here at the top before we talk about the episode, and then uh, I'm gonna give the how that worked out for them once we finish the episode. So um, this episode was written because the uh, Office of National Drug Control Policy was basically giving money to television shows. It was like a grant. Um, they were giving these this grant money to shows that promoted an anti-drug uh, or alcohol message. Um, and uh, despite the increases in budget that they had received over the years, their budget still wasn't super high. So they were like, yeah, we can do that. We can take that money. Um, that did not go over well. 
uh, and I'll 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 go into a little bit more of that after we finish the plot synopsis. Uh, well, thing about this episode is, you think it starts off as most Buffy episodes do in in the in cemetery. cemetery, but wait, <laughs> it's actually a dream because as soon as Buffy saves Parker Abrams, yeah, that guy's still a thing. Um, <laughs> as soon as she saves him, he immediately is like, "Oh, Buffy, I was so wrong to do what I did. How will you ever forgive me?" It's a daydream. Yep. I, this felt very, very, um, relatable to me. Um, I, I was having flashbacks to my senior year of high school after my first boyfriend dumped me and like having these exact same fantasies of like, of maybe not killing vampires, but you know, him coming to his senses and being like, Oh, Harrison, I, you were right, and here's uh, here's my eternal devotion. Um, yeah, that was that was a time in my life. You know, I think everybody has that has those kind of things, especially post uh, breakup. Um, unless you were the one who did the dumping, which in that case, <laughs> on to bigger and better things. Um, and this uh, this all happens like uh, in in the middle of a uh, of one of Professor Walsh's classes, and she's talking about uh, the id, the ego, and the super ego. So you know, appropriate enough. I don't. I have a question. Yeah. Was Parker always in this class, or like I don't remember yes, him being in this class? Because okay, um, yeah, okay. um, because I do think we've seen him in it before. Okay, I guess I just wiped him from my memory because I hate him so much. <laughs> he's not great. So far, he's three for three and losing uh, people in the viewership, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, this is this is actually the end of the Parker Abrams Odyssey. I'm yes, not saying that we're not going to see him anymore, but he's not as huge of a factor later on, which is great, but... um. Yeah, he's very much representative of, oh, when you go to college, sometimes you make some dumb decisions and you start to realize, oh, hey, sometimes people aren't out for relationships. Sometimes they're just like, you know, out for that, oh, how does he put it? That one night of passion and casual sex. God, what an asshole. <laughs> so, yeah, and I think, so, Skylar having just jumped in at this point, mm. I do want to clarify, we are positive, we are pro-casual sex over here. Um, but what he claims was casual sex was actually, like, a week-long manipulation of Buffy um, to get her into bed and then basically abandon her. Which is not casual sex. That's bullshit. So, which, which is why we... See him apologizing as opposed to just explaining himself further in the stage. <laughs> right. Um, I do. I do love that. Um, uh, after you hear a little bit of um, a little bit of Professor Walsh talking about uh, the id wanting to like go after all the base desires of humans as opposed to the ego and the super ego, you then have 
the same fight sequence in Buffy's dream, but now, like, Parker is, like, wearing, like, a shirt that's open, and he's mm-hmm. carrying, like, flowers and a pint of ice cream. Yep. <laughs> Spoon ready to go. Yeah, that was that was a nice touch. Um, <laughs> that was... I don't think I'd ever noticed before that his shirt was open until this watch. Because the flowers are so big, it, they... Um, block a lot of his torso but um it was it was a very nice touch (laughs) um so over uh, as the wiki says in the real world um i we get a scene between xander willow and buffy um jason i i've already posted this on twitter so you've probably already seen it but i just want to apologize here live on the podcast I really liked Xander in this episode. No, no, this is very much, um, this is very much a Xander that, I mean, he's still lame, but he's not to the point, he's not being a Chad in this episode. He's just, he's just kind of being his dorky self. Um, (laughs) like, uh, stupid fake ID and all. This fake ID has a very poorly, uh, photoshopped porn stash on it. Also, nothing on the back of it. Yeah. <laughs> like, just the black line. <laughs> um, like, I love, I love, um, I love Willow saying, I don't think this is on the up and up. And Xander says, what gave it away? She says, looking at it. <laughs> have you ever had uh, Did you have ever I have a... a... Oh my god. Same wavelength. Yeah. Uh, the answer is no-ish. Um, I've never had a fake ID, but I did use my, um, my IUS college ID well after I dropped out of IUS because it didn't have a, uh, it didn't have any sort of date on it. Um, so yeah, I used that a lot for like student discounts well past when I should have been. What about you? Uh, I've never had a fake ID, but similar to you, I did use my student ID quite uh, from U of L quite a bit to get discounts at the movie theater. Nice, Skylar. Uh, what about you? Well, I've never had a fake ID, and um, my uh, college changed its name in the last couple of years of my tenure there. So, <laughs> wow. What did what what was it before? I just went from college to university. It was Bellhaven. Oh, I see. I gotcha. Um, so we're all pretty boring. And, uh, see, I had something better than a fake ID. I had an older boyfriend. So (laughs) now that being said, I didn't have a fake ID as a kid, um, to get beer. I may or may not have a fake ID now. Whoa. Okay. Well, it's for my bug out bag. Uh, oh my god <laughs> dude that is an important thing to have i know it's just so funny I, it's not like, funny, I, but like it is funny i didn't even think about having a bug out bag until i saw that episode of dexter where he thinks that they're gonna find out about him and he like just um like immediately cuts open this panel in his wall and takes out his bag and it's got like this id and like money and stuff i'm like Wow, I should really have one of those. Skylar, do you have a bug out bag? No. <laughs> Your streets behind, man. 
<laughs> well, I mean, if I hypothetically did have a bug out bag and then I hypothetically announced that I had a bug out bag on a podcast, mm. then uh, I don't know. Maybe there's no downside to that, but it seems like bad form. So it's fair. That's also, fair. I, I don't have a bug out bag. Um, so the reason Xander has a fake ID is because he's gotten a job uh, at a at a bar on the uh, on campus as a bartender, which is why he's practicing his uh, lighting someone's cigarette and asking about their problems move, um, which is a little obnoxious, but I'll I'll take it. It's <laughs> I like that um, later on in the episode, the chance to do exactly that does arise, and he's just like nah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> My bet, my favorite fake out is the is the really cheerful girl who's like, I don't have any problems. My life's great. <laughs> well, um, I mean, it is like a person at a college bar, so I feel like at the beginning of the semester, every student's like that. It's only like you know midway through the semester when people are like, Oh my god, I need alcohol. Um, I also, I think we need to talk about Willow's shirt. <laughs> I want to hate it. I want to hate it so badly. I should. It's got flowers, and it's got stripes, and it's got, like, weird sun things on the arms. I should hate it so much, but I think it's really cute. So not jail-worthy. It's not jail-worthy. I don't know, because it's ugly. Like, it is ugly, but it's, like, ugly cute like a porg. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, Buffy is not really up for talking about her problems, and Willow just, you know, likes to kind of make up problems. I can't even remember what the scenario was that she said. It was like, Pregnant oh, by my stepbrother is how it starts. It. And, um, Buffy's like, don't you, to be a bartender, don't you have to be able to mix drinks? To which Xander responds that, oh, he's seen Cocktail. So that hear that, not. hear that if you like, if if, forget bartending school. All you have to do is see the Tom Cruise classic cocktail. No, that's not a good movie. It's it's not. I mean, it's not the worst thing that he's ever done. But fair, fair. <laughs> yeah, and like Buffy's just she's still pining for Parker, and uh, this leads to um, like of course Willow's trying to like you know get her out of her funk and. Uh, I forgot that this line was in this episode, but when when Willow says, Buffy, that that is my best friend, you need to think about non-Parker. He's no good. There are men, better men, wherein the mind is stronger than the penis. And Xander yells in a very funny voice, by the way, nothing can defeat the penis. <laughs> Immediately walks it back with the uh, too loud, <laughs> very unseemly. Um... <laughs> But uh, yeah, that was very that, that I had a I had a good laugh at that. Um, there's just something inherently funny about yelling the word penis too loudly in a public place. Oh yeah, it's it's like the penis game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I have a different thought when I think of the penis game, but <laughs> no, you don't. You knew exactly what he was talking about. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Listen, were you thinking of the one, were you thinking of the one from the movie Waiting? Me? I've not 
seen haven't that movie, seen haven't so seen waiting oh, have oh, oh it's have like heard a, um... people ramp up the volume very slowly on on that that word in crowded places so <laughs> the the one from waiting is the uh is like the one where everybody like uh like basically people try to uh find ways to trick other guys into looking at their dicks Oh, wow. and um, and when they do, they get kicked in the ass. That's, hmm. huh? Hmm. That's a that's a lot to, to think about and to process. <laughs> are, are they are they uh, straight people? Yes. Oh God, what is wrong with you, straight people? I don't understand it. They're bored. Are Are you all okay? No, we're 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 bored. <laughs> we're just all bored. <laughs> is that not a universal problem or are we not <laughs> well we've talked about it before how like when i was in high school like guys would always like draw penises on things that other people have like their notebooks their planners everything and i'm like why do we do this y'all my husband drew a penis on me the other day that that is that is like one of the least surprising things you've ever said on this podcast. He was in one of his his moods, one of his like <laughs> goofy moods. And he, I'm watching TV. I'm sitting on the couch, and he comes over and he sits and he's got a pen, and he just starts drawing on my arm. And I'm like, "What are you doing?" And I look, and he's drawn a fucking penis on me. <laughs> <laughs> I, you all. You are truly a beautiful example of marriage. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so the answer to, is everybody bored? The answer is yes. Yeah. <laughs> Skylar, has Aaron ever drawn a penis on you? Not that I can recall. <laughs> oh, goodness. Surely there had to have been one time when you passed out from something, like whether it's exhaustion or drinking too much, and she had the, she had the urge, like, Ooh, do I want to do it? I can't speak to that. Uh, At some point, she will have the right to face her accuser on this, and so... (laughs) (laughs) Wow, we're just putting her on trial. She's not even here to defend herself. (laughs) Yeah, come on, man. (laughs) Oh, Oh, boy. Oh, goodness. Um, Yeah, so Buffy decides to go to the pub where Xander is working, um, and, uh, because she originally wants to hang out with Willow, but Willow's like, oh, I got a date with Oz at the Bronze, you know, like, the place where underage people should be going. Yep. The third best club in Sunnydale. (laughs) Um, I need to say something about these bar patrons. They are- Are we talking about the actual in the pub? Yes. Mm-hmm. These people like crowding the bar. Everyone's shouting orders at Xander. They are not respecting the social contract. I, I, I feel like the episode is trying to be like, ah, isn't it funny that Xander doesn't know what he's doing? But honestly, the only thing I think he's doing wrong is that he's not doing as much crowd control as he could be doing. But also, if I had a rush of people screaming at me at every side. I probably wouldn't be doing a great job of crowd control either. These people suck. I hate all of them. Yeah, the, yeah they're not... Um, that's not how you order stuff at a bar. Right, like, that's good. That's there the, are, there that's are the, lines. 
that's the propaganda angle, like doing its work. You don't like the bar environment all of a sudden. Beer bad, mm. Harrison. Beer bad. I mean, yeah. Look at You're look at look at these know. look at these insectoid bar goers crawling over this bar, all barking orders at this guy, who by the way is not making really any effort to memorize what he's repeating after them. <laughs> <laughs> That's Xander. <laughs> he does um he does get a little hopeful when he thinks he hears somebody order ice water on the rocks yeah <laughs> oh gosh um so <clears throat> yeah buffy uh comes into the pub and of course she sees parker with some random girl um and then she bumps into Jason's favorite person in the world, Riley. <laughs> she bumps into Riley and... She tells Riley he takes up a lot of space. <laughs> <laughs> Flat out called him fat. Uh, I mean, Mark Lucas is quite tall and broad of so- shoulder. And uh, yeah. Sarah Michelle Geller is uh, neither of those things. So, you know... This is actually one of the first episodes where I noticed a distinct height difference between Buffy and Willow. Um, especially, like, in that opening, like, walk around that one uh, garden fixture while we talk about the episode um, scene. Like, uh, I was like, wow, Willow's actually kind of, like, got four or five inches on Buffy right now. Yeah, um... I feel like Allison Hannigan, um, let's see, I'm, I'm seeing what her height is. She's 5'5", five five, and I'm pretty sure Sharon Michelle Gellar is like 5'1 or something. Um, oh no, she's 5'4", so. Maybe maybe Willow is like wearing um, like uh, heels or something and Buffy had on uh, flats, I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, no, Riley... <laughs> Like, uh, um, Buffy says that she doesn't like seeing Riley there and, um, or that she doesn't like seeing Parker there. And Riley says, oh yeah, uh, Parker, he's kind of a womanizer. Where was this info like two episodes ago? (laughs) Oh, Riley. Riley, Riley. He's like the perfect guy to be there after an emergency has happened. (laughs) Um... This is when, uh, okay, so we get this douchebag who's being such a piece of shit to Xander. And, you know, normally I'm pro being a piece of shit to Xander. But this guy, I wrote in my notes, fuck this guy, fuck his smug douchebag face, fuck him. The minute that I saw this scene play out, it immediately reminded me of the of the infamous like scene from goodwill hunting that eventually leads to the how do you like them apples line <laughs> uh i i rewatched the episode this morning for a second and whenever he asks the guy uh what is it uh, whether or not he has a take on the geopolitical ramifications of bioengineering yeah <laughs> I was, I was just thinking of of how uh, 
how frustrating it would be to be in a bar and have somebody try and give you a prompt that vague with details <laughs> that are ine inevitably really substantive. Um, what, what do you think a, an actual coherent response to a question like that <laughs> the, the, under the circumstances would even be? I <clears throat> See, I don't think there can be. Like you said, it's so vague. Like... Um, I think you'd have to you'd have to start by being like, okay, may I ask some clarifying questions? Um, like, the, uh, fewer mosquitoes, fewer mosquitoes. Um, <laughs> you engineer impotent just... mosquitoes. You let them loose in Florida. You kill half the population. Bioengineering, it works anywhere. You know, fewer mosquitoes. I. Uh... From now, if anyone ever asks me that question, now I'll know. The answer is fewer mosquitoes. Which, hey, isn't necessarily a good thing. Uh, I, uh, I, know, I don't want to fight. I, know that I don't want to fight, Jason. Mosquitoes are bad. I hate them. No, no. Actually, actually, Jason, go to bat for mosquitoes for a second. Just give us a paragraph. What do you think well, of the geopolitical ramifications of some mosquitoes, Jason? Well, I mean, in all fairness, there are several, like, important animals that have mosquitoes as parts of their diet, so, um... Okay. Like, as, okay. That sounds as much pretty as we responsible. Hate as much as we hate certain things in the, uh, in the environment, usually they're playing a part. Except I, for wasps. Wasps suck. I accept your answer intellectually, but I reject it emotionally. <laughs> Just spray some off and get evolved. Um, but this 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 douchebag and this group of guys he's with uh, convince Buffy to have a drink with them. And did either of you recognize one of uh, one of these four guys? He's you mean cool. it, Cal Penn with a horrible haircut? Yep. Yeah. Aaron and I were both Dude, like, the... uh, Aaron and I were both like, please, 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 be able to guess this right. Uh, one of the one of the under doctors from House later House. Am I right? Am I right? I've never. Yeah, watched he, House. he was in House. Okay. Uh, yeah, he was. Famous, I think more famously, I think for general audiences, was also um, uh, Harold and Kumar, right? Yes. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay, uh, right. Which I've also not seen either of those. Um, I, I are, intentionally didn't look it up so I could ask and like walk out on the plank of that question for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, don't forget that Cal Penn was also a member of the Obama administration. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. He was like a like a director of engagement or like like community engagement or something. Yeah. Because that's why he left House, was to, like, take that job. Yep. What an interesting person. Yeah, that's, that's like, um, doing some sort of lateral move by corkscrew backflip or something. Like, it's a... <laughs> <laughs> but, yes, yeah, so Cal Penn, I mean, he's, he's a very minor character. Uh, he's just, like, another one of the guys that turns into a caveman. But, uh... It's re it's really fun to like see these random, see these random celebrities like, pretty much right before they become famous. Yeah, it's um, uh, it's always a bit of a, like a, an adventure when you see, um, like a very young um, like for instance, 
uh, in season five will have an episode with a very, very baby-faced Amy Adams in it. Um, <laughs> and it's always like, whoa, like, like you are like an A-list star now, but like you were not at the time. It's kind of like uh, in, uh, have you ever seen Hot Fuzz? Uh-huh. How Olivia Coleman is in that movie, and she's literally just there to make sex jokes. Oh my god! I so I haven't seen Hot Fuzz in probably ten years, so I don't really remember much about it. And obviously, that was before I discovered that I am obsessed with Olivia Coleman. So, uh, a rewatch of Hot Fuzz will definitely be in my future now. Thank you, Jason. <laughs> Can't go wrong. Um, but you were saying that these guys, um. Basically, they're trying. Basically, uh, it. I don't know how to like grade their invitation to Buffy. It's like, oh, you know, we don't want you to leave because you're hot and you deserve to have a bunch of guys around you, and that sounds really bad. But at the same time, they're all just. They really do just want her to have beers with them. Yeah. It's- yes. Yes. But okay. So. <laughs> I, uh, here's here's where um, my first variation on this question, which I intend to ask as many times as I can remember to, comes in. Okay. It, um, is is Buffy as a lead this prone to just having whoever the villain of the week is show up and go, hey, you want to you know see what's around that alley over there, <laughs> like? does she does she just go along with it that okay so it is sort of a quirk of this episode yeah she's in a very vulnerable place right now Mm -hmm. she's like literally looking for any distraction away from parker and i will say that's not to say that buffy never makes like mistakes or thing like she does sometimes because she's um because she's uh, uh, I was about to say she's a real person, but um, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, there she's you go. Not <laughs> a real person, but she is a well-developed character. So yeah, she does fuck up here and there, but it's not like yeah, like something like this where like no, that this it's, is very um, very specific to this period of her life. It smacked of uh, maybe an just an odd writing choice for that circumstance, but I I still. Uh, I suspected for a second, I was like, how many of the fights that she gets into are just because she, like, wandered off across some threshold? Well, typically, she goes looking for the fights. Yeah. Okay. That's her job. She doesn't... Yeah. 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 Actually, I take that back. It's not her job. She doesn't get paid for it. It's her destiny. (laughs) She should get paid for it, but that's, that's a whole other, like, can of worms. Yeah, but yeah I, um, let's let's just assume we're on the same page about that one and move forward. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, these guys are basically they're all like they're all drinking beer with Buffy, and um, oh, they're having booze and Buffy. Aww. Oh, snap. <laughs> but um, and they're trying to like have these like ridiculously pseudo intelligent. Uh, conversations where they're all just like oh let me blather my opinion about some random Mm -hmm. crap um so that i sound smart um and then uh but then they just like start devolving into not literally devolving that happens a little later on but then they're just like oh you know what's awesome beer yeah 
This, Which they're not wrong. Beer is great. This pseudo intellectualism <laughs> is so gross. I I hate it in this episode, and I hate it in real life. It's uh, there's nothing that like rankles me more than people like trying to sound smarter than they are, because they inevitably sound like idiots. And I and more. You, Sorry, this is like my soapbox. I feel like people typically come off better and sound smarter when they just, you know, talk for real. Unless it's me trying to make this point, in which case I come across (laughs) as so much dumber than I am. Um, But yeah, it just it just reeks of insecurity and like I have to prove I'm smarter than you. I have to prove my dick is bigger than yours. Etc. Etc. On and on, but it's your brain, Dick. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Ew. Brain, <laughs> Dick. Brain, Dick. Skylar, brain, Dick. Oh, I heard. Let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> it's true if you think about um, it. <laughs> <laughs> um. While all this is happening, Oz and Willow are um, at the bronze, mm-hmm. and uh, Willow has killed somebody to secure a table. Uh, Oz is like, yeah, yeah, it's a good table. Yeah, and um, all of a sudden this band comes out that is uh, very, that very much to me came across as like, let's try to be the cure, but not actually. Well, so the band, the band in the show is called Shy. Yeah. Um and the real life band um that is playing Shy, much like there's a real band who stands in for Dingo's Ate My Baby. Um mm-hmm. it, the band is called THC. Um and the song is called that she's singing is called Over Fire. And I couldn't find anything to um to confirm or deny this, but I'm pretty sure that for uh Veruca played by Paige Moss. I'm pretty sure she is just lip-syncing to the actual song. I, would, I don't think she's I was, doing her singing. I was singing. wondering if she was, like, part of the actual band or not. Not as far um, as I could tell. But yeah, um, Willow's asking Oz, like, oh, do you know her? And he's like, oh, well, you know, she's in a band, so we kind of, like, met each other through that. And, uh, Oz is really, really kind of, uh... He's, like, mesmerized. Yeah. Um, so... And this is not the first time we've seen Veruca. Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, you you both watched on Hulu. Did this episode... I uh, My DVDs don't have a previously on, but did yes, the episode have it, a it did. On? Yes, it did show, um, like, the scene where Oz bumped into, uh, bumped into Veruca and, like, looked back and then just kept walking. Mm-hmm, okay. But this is the first time that we actually, like, you know, get her name and, oh, Oz kind of knows her. Yeah. Uh, and then she calls Willow a groupie. Does she call her that? Or I think um, I think Willow calls herself that. Oh, maybe that was it. Willow doesn't like it, though. She's not, whoever called her a groupie, she's upset about it. <laughs> well, I mean, w- Willow, like, Oz has only had eyes for Willow at this point. 
Um, even like back in season three when they were on the rocks, mm-hmm. uh, they were still. Um, Oz never like got with anybody else. Yeah. So, um, yeah, she's a little she's a little jelly. A little jelly. A little jelly. Um, Willow walks in on Buffy in their dorm room. Um, uh, Buffy's watching TV. Um, she's, <laughs> she, uh, no, she's composing an ode to all the merits of TV. Colors, sounds. Willow. So cathode ray powered. Willow thinks that uh, Buffy was in an orgy, basically. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she. She. Um, she says you know basically buffy's like there were uh billow's like did you meet a guy and she's like no there were four guys we had beer and then and willow goes group sex (laughs) (laughs) uh buffy calls her her a gutter gutter brain or something what'd you say skylar he calls her like gutter brain or something it's like yeah. the the last multi-syllabic word to <laughs> the chances before the, the whole thing's over you're not wrong <laughs> um i just noticed this in my notes and I, so i'm gonna take us back very briefly to when buffy was drinking the beer um she briefly has a line where she says that her mom uh shout out to joyce uh told her beer is evil um but of course, Jason and I know that uh, Joyce is a schnapps girl, <laughs> and uh, and specifically a belly shots girl. And you can't really do belly shots with beer, so um, Buffy has. I mean, you could. It's just it, it's not as impressive overall. It's true, unless it's like a full pint, in which case that'd be pretty. Impressive. That's not really a shot. That's um, you're getting into like beer fest there. Ugh. um so yeah so um buffy goes on uh her little tangent about beer that it's foamy um and she uh she likes it she likes beer and um i was about to make a very bad current events joke and i decided not to was it a she did her best kavanaugh kind of thing or it actually it exactly was that yeah it was yeah. like she's loving that beer like brett kavanaugh uh, um, yeah so uh <laughs> willow was basically just like <laughs> yeah we're just gonna get away from brett kavanaugh as, yep, moving <laughs> forward as one should um Buff- willow's like you know we shouldn't be drowning our sorrows in alcohol um uh, she tells Willow, or she tells Buffy that Parker deserves to be killed by spider bites, but um, uh, they'll just have to content themselves by throwing spitballs at him in class. Um, so, I don't think you're supposed to throw spitballs. I think you're supposed to shoot them through a straw. You, I mean, whoops. You that is the preferred method of delivery. But if you don't have a straw, then I guess throwing them in, is is acceptable. It'd just get a little messy, though. I mean... <laughs> that's Parker's problem. 
Um, well, I mean, you would, you would, you would get it would get messy because you're like throwing your own spitballs, so you're like hurting yourself while also hurting your enemy, which some would argue is worth it. Yeah, depends on who my enemy is. Anyway, <laughs> um, so I guess we need to talk about Buffy stealing this girl's sandwich. Oh my god, seems seems important. <laughs> No one God, put up I, an, no one put up enough of a, of a fight in this. No, this girl's reaction is so underplayed. It, and she looks shocked. Like her, her, I'm not gonna lie, I would probably be that way too. Like if somebody just like legit stole the sandwich that I was eating while I like while I was eating it, I honestly think I would be more in shock than actual like, what the hell? I'd be like, what? What? <laughs> See, I think I would have the shock and action reaction initially, but then I'd be like, "What the fuck? Give me my sandwich back, crazy person!" I mean, she's there to learn. I'm... She's there to learn. Maybe she's just turned around and was like, "Let's see where this goes." <laughs> it is. A it is. Class. A, it is a psych class. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If maybe. Well, I mean, again, I haven't watched this. I haven't watched enough of this to see how their psych classes usually go. But uh, there's a possibility that this is some sort of uh, this is some sort of marionetted thing that the psych teacher is doing for their, you know, first or second time together. And at the end of it, she's going to be like, aha, see, I knew you would react to taking the sandwich. (laughs) All right. All right. God, have you ever been so hungry that you're just like ready to snatch something right out of a stranger's hand? I hope no. not. <laughs> Sorry. No, my answer is no. <laughs> I don't think so. I could easily see you thinking about doing it, but... Listen, every time I see a cute dog, I tell John, like, go kill that person so he can take their dog. So who knows what I'd do for a sandwich? Wow, I'm I'm sorry. Some I'm light maiming. <laughs> I had like, I had like three or four reactions at the same time to that statement because it was kind of all over the place. Listen, he never does kill the person. He always convinces me that it's a bad idea. And then they just steal the dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is really funny that uh, um, when Professor Walsh says uh. Oh, you know, it'll help if you've done the reading. And and Buffy just says, Oh, she's done the reading. That is a fun bit. <laughs> that that moment had a ring of truth to it. <laughs> I I've seen stuff like that happen. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. See, I don't I don't think um I don't think I've ever seen anything that ridiculous happen in a in a big lecture class like that. Um, the funniest thing I've ever seen happen in one of my college classes was in the middle of a calculus exam. Um, a guy's phone went off, and it was um, the song "I'm on a Boat," <laughs> but it was a very it was a very like it was very interesting part of the song. Like it's not like you think like if you're if your ringtone was "I'm on a boat," it would just be "I'm on a boat, I'm on a boat." But no, this like this guy's phone went off, and it's like, "Pitch a drink, I'm on a boat, bitch." <laughs> We're drinking Santana Shank, and it's so crisp. <sighs> and 
and our and our calculus teacher, Doctor Who, is just looking up. It's like, hold oh, on, that's a penny. Your calculus teacher's name was Doctor Who. Uh, Doctor H U Who. My point still stands. I- I'll <laughs> allow it. Yeah. Um. He. He actually had like one of the coolest names ever, uh, Chung Bing Hu. And uh, yeah, he was such a funny guy. And he's like, oh, that was a very interesting ringtone. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, we get a brief uh, kind of uh, establishing shot of some uh, chemicals. Uh, dripping from tubes and sciencey shit, uh, <laughs> and um, and that is being uh, the sciencey shit being uh, poured into the keg. So I'm yeah. not I'm not laughing because of what you said. I'm laughing at how appropriate it is because mm-hmm. it really is just like. Oh, let's make this as chemistry looking as it possibly can. Let's make sure that we've got different colored liquids over flames mm-hmm. and in glassware, and that's it. Yep. Almost it'll it'll look like it'll look legit. Almost none of them beer colored. I I assume that the beer already exists and they are just brewing some sort of additive. Uh, yeah, I because... think so. Because what you're what you're looking at um, at least seems more related to some sort of distillation process than than brewing anything. Which um, it it seems like if you're gonna have an evil brand of beer, then I don't know. Maybe you could <laughs> maybe you could take care of both of those things on the front end. I, I don't know. <laughs> well, that girl who didn't have any problems in her life, she asked for black frost beer as well. I believe. Oh, so she's um, just a, a third strand of this story just happening somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess we never see what happens to her. Um, so, um, yeah, we see Buffy with the guys again. They're drinking. They are uh, devolving even more. Um, once again, getting into this. Uh, uh, the beer is foamy. We like foamy. Um and um they uh xander um um this is the part where xander has uh, a very beautiful young woman at the bar who's like oh i'm so sad can you light my cigarette but um <laughs> xander is too uh well first of all i love xander holding up the no smoking sign like that um but he's watching Buffy. He's really concerned about her. Um, and uh, she, um, yeah, she's definitely getting worse. Um, yeah, he um, he turns on a song on the jukebox. Um, and she, like, gets up and immediately, like, and immediately just, like, tries to start dancing and smacking the, smacking the jukebox. Yep. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> It's trying to like pull a reverse Fonz or something. And um, he, um, this is when Xander wisely cuts her off. Um, he, she tells him that beer good. And then Xander uh, does a title drop, tells her beer bad. <laughs> um, 
and I do find I like him at, at after he says beer bad, and he's like, oh my god, what am I saying? Go home, Buffy. Like get some sleep. Yeah, and, the, this this particular scene, uh, both actors appear to be apologizing for what they've been roped into the entire way yeah. through it. <laughs> yep, yeah, you're not wrong. Um, I do love you know. Um, uh, Buffy's delivery of say bye. <laughs> <laughs> and Zed is just like, bye. And then she just kind of stands there for like a good five seconds before like walking away. <laughs> you know, it's, it's really funny. Um, there are times later on in the series when I think about like, oh, some of the stuff that Sarah Michelle, Sarah Michelle Geller does for the show and I'm like, do you wonder if, you wonder if she ever was like, I don't know about this, Joss. And, and, uh, but then like, then there's this episode and the stuff that Sarah Michelle Geller did for it. I'm like, okay. What a trooper. Like, what a trooper. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. For real. I, I, I felt, I, I felt a, a, they had just about lost me. Matter of fact, they did completely lose me whenever she's beating on the jukebox and it becomes like bleedingly apparent that she, that the dialogue isn't going to even remain consistent. It's just going to be like intentionally horrible. And I was like, Oh, Oh man, this is about to really, uh, this is about to sink quick. And then whenever he says beer bad and you can see that there's this dude who's like showed up to his job and he read his lines and he got ready. And damn it, he's going to do this. He got out of bed this morning and he's going to do this thing that he's supposed to do. He's going to nail it. <laughs> I, uh, they, they kind of, they kind of lost me and won me back over the course of maybe 30 seconds in this spot. <laughs> no, yeah, it's really funny because when we get into this, like, part of the episode where the guys are, like, literal cavemen and, like, there's actually a physical transformation into cavemen, like, it's a goddamn Geico commercial, <laughs> um, the, uh... I kept I kept thinking to myself, oh my god, this is so stupid, and yet I heard myself laughing. Mm -hmm. So right. it's like, wow, I'm I'm getting entertainment out of this. So so this is you know I've said this so many times on the on the show before. For me, my thing is, uh, so apologies for you having to hear my philosophy yet again, but you know something can be bad. And that can be okay. That can be fun. What it can't be is boring. And mm. I don't think this episode is really ever boring. Um, there is so much, even in, there is one scene that uh, sequence near the end where I start to go, okay, we're stretching this out a bit too much. But even then I'm still like entertained because I'm also like, like Skylar, what you were saying, like there's part of me watching the episode and then there's the part of me like dissecting it of like, how this happened, how this all came together. So many people, you know, had to come together to make this. And that is beautiful, I think, in a, in a way. Um, so many people were involved in the making of Beer Bad. <laughs> yeah, and it's, and it's really funny because when it comes to season four for me, um, in our Hot Takes episode, I did mention that season four is my least favorite season of the show. 
And uh, I think it's mostly because a lot of the episodes aren't that memorable for me. They're, they either have to be really good, which a couple of episodes are, or really bad, which more episodes are. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and so I always remember Beer Bad because of just the degree of how how ridiculous it is Mm -hmm. um it's it's just like i mean like mild spoilers but where the wild things are um like you're you're gonna remember those episodes yeah um but yeah uh so we get a brief scene while all of this is happening in the bar where oz goes to see willow um and uh he um He's not been in class. Um, she, um, he tells her that he's going to s- back to the bronze to see Shy play again. Um, and she tells him no. She makes up an excuse that she can't. Um, so, you know, put that in your back pocket. Uh, and uh, we'll come back to that later. Um, after he sends Buffy away, uh, the um, one of the uh, one of the guys, it's the head douchebag guy. Um, this Calm, is where, yeah. C-O-L-M. This is where he, uh, he goes to the bathroom and he, when he comes back, he has transformed completely, um, <laughs> into a caveman, into a Neanderthal. Um. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're here. Um. Fortunately, all the other guys transform too. So he's got like he's got some he's got some friends. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Um, they uh they knock Xander knock Xander out. Um, and then yeah, when he comes to, um, they uh they've all transformed, and um, Xander is able to um run them off with a, a lighter. He tells them that the fire is angry. Um, <laughs> and, um... You, you know what's really funny? Xander does incredibly well against this threat in this episode. So I think this is kind of like, you know, Buffy and Willow, like, they're good for taking down, like, these big monster, like, end-of-the-world threats. This is kind of like the threat that is right in Xander's wheelhouse. Like stupid men. Yeah, stupid guys turning into cavemen. That is like that's got Xander written all over it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um Xander tells the bar owner Jack um about what happened. His response is literally just they had it coming. No, I love, I love this. This guy doesn't even pretend that, um, oh, he's not even going to try to cover up that he did this. He even says that, like, he has a cousin who's a warlock or something, or his brother-in-law is a warlock and showed him how to do it. It's like... (laughs) I, uh, I need, I need this to be a much more common villain motivation in movies and television. (laughs) It's very relatable, right? Like <laughs> I have a cousin who's a warlock. By the way, um, I, I I didn't finish it again this morning. Uh, I 
cut it before I called you guys. Do we see this character again nope. at all? Nope. No. No. Nope. <laughs> I think he gets away with it. Yeah, yep. totally gets away with it. That's <sighs> what I thought. Um, <laughs> well, fine. <laughs> um, Which, you know, I actually, I have a problem with that, really, because... It's more just like, like, I like the fact that he's just flat out open, like, oh, yeah, I totally did it. Like, I, my, my brother-in-law's a warlock, so he, he told me how to do it. Um, but the fact that, like, that's never followed up on, yeah. it's, it's, it, oh, my gosh, it's. <laughs> well, there's the part of me that's like, yeah, that was a little frustrating. This guy totally gets away with what he's done. And then there's the other part of me that's like, let's never revisit this again. We t- <laughs> I, I know, but it, it's just the thing is, like, it's not... That's, like, bad writing Yes. That does that isn't funny. That's, like, bad writing that you're like, oh, they... they I think they just forgot about him. Which, I mean, Buffy and Angel writers have done before. Yep. Um but we can uh, put it in our fanon that uh, uh, Xander fills Giles in. Uh, this is my head canon. Uh, he tells Giles what he learned, and then Giles takes care of it while Buffy is uh, recovering from uh, cave personness. Makes sense. <laughs> um, but yeah, so speaking of Giles, he finally shows up thirty minutes into this episode because. <laughs> um, um Xander does what uh what they always do in situations like this. They go get Giles. <laughs> um, and um, I mean, if there's a if there's a wise British man in your life, you should probably like go to him with all your problems. Yep. Um I do like this bit where Xander is uh uh Xander's kind of or Giles is kind of chewing him out for for Xander and he's like, "Oh, I didn't know it was cursed and he's like well you knew it was beer and i i like i i mean <laughs> charles is right but also i do like xander being like listen i'm now buffy's dad i'm not in charge of her she can make her own decisions um which he has... also said excuse me mr guy who grew up in the psychedelic 60s oh, yeah. <laughs> um and um that is just a little um a little nudge towards what we've seen of giles's uh uh, arc this season of kind of being a little wayward he doesn't quite know you know he's not Buffy's watcher anymore um and so this idea of Buffy um as an adult is um you know something Giles is dealing with this season it's not really touched upon but I do like that it at least like kind of highlights that that through line that's been going on so far um but yeah um uh Xander doesn't really know um, how much of the beer it takes to affect you the way it affected the other guys. Um, but then they walk into uh, to Buffy's room, and fortunately she hasn't done, like, a full transformation, like, into cave woman. But she is uh, drawing some cave paintings on her dorm room wall. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, that's that's I what did. happened the first time I tried beer. So. <laughs> I I love that they've they've written in this perfect excuse for why they're not going to make Sarah Michelle Gellar completely ugly. Like, 
because she's still very pretty. As you know, her hair is messed up, um, but they're like, oh, she didn't drink as much as the other guy, so she's not going to have to do the full transformation. <laughs> she's definitely like um, Sarah Connor escaping from the mental institution. Pretty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they uh. They they want to they try to they try to restrain Buffy but of course, um, she has superpowers so um, <laughs> and they're not gonna stop her from getting more beer. <laughs> this is probably like the moment when I, when when Giles says we gotta hurry somebody might get hurt that is kind of like because honestly when you look at these guys walking around as cavemen it doesn't seem like that big of a threat. But the fact that a, a Slayer's walking around with decreased intelligence and um, increased drive for just wanton destruction, mm-hmm. um, that is when you're like, oh, hey, this kind of is a serious thing. <laughs> yeah. So while all of this is going on, uh, we get this great scene. Um, and I'm not even being like, hyperbolic i actually really love this whole interaction between willow and parker um i it could have easily existed in another episode that wasn't this one um but basically willow confronts parker uh about the shit he did to buffy um she says and i quote i'm tired of you men and your manness um and um she uh um she she basically she's like explaining yourself and he does this as we talked about earlier the whole spiel um about um like making a connection and just for one night blah 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 and then he tries to turn it on willow it's got a little bit of a a little bit of the pseudo intellectual vibe exactly that uh that these that the uh that the neanderthals are having yeah um and the way they've played it we've seen willow upset with oz and they're definitely going for this thing where we're worried that willow while being upset with oz is maybe gonna do something with parker but of course thankfully willow is too smart for that she's basically just like fuck you dude like your your bullshit doesn't work on me um and and I love that. And um, then she makes a comment that's really really on the nose about how primitive men are. And then all of the cavemen burst in. I love that she says, "See." <laughs> oh. um, but yeah, but then she gets like whacked on the head with a club, as does Parker. Now, there are many funny things about what happens next. Um, like, the fact that they somehow started a fire. But, um, I think one of my favorite scene, one of my favorite parts, it's, like, a really, really bit of a throwaway scene, but, like, when that random student walks in, he, like, he just wants to get a cup of coffee. Yep. And, and then, like, the, the, uh, the cavemen all see him, and they're like, and he's, he's like, up, oh, and just leaves. <laughs> what would you do? What? What, what would you all do if you walked into your local coffee spot and it was just full of cave people? 
I'd probably do exactly that. So it's check it's for nice math. to see that there's like at least one man who operates with a little bit of reason. <laughs> What'd you say, Skylar? Check for masks. Check for masks. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny uh, um so this is kind of where this whole sequence with the fire um this is where the episode does lose me a little bit it just goes on for quite a bit of time and feels very padded um but um basically they start uh they they start dragging like women in there for reasons probably um i think we all know what the reasons are but yeah. we don't need to talk about it yeah um and uh they um they uh they basically kind of heard buffy in there to uh to save everyone buffy saves willow um and <laughs> Uh, Buffy uh, clubs Parker <laughs> over the head and drags him out of the fire. So this is this is twice that Parker has been knocked unconscious in this episode. Um, and uh, we get this basically this final scene where um, they they've locked the um, the 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 guys in a van. Um, they um they uh they've got buffy she's calm she wants beer she thinks the fire is bad um which is a callback to uh graduation day part two um where buffy says fire bad tree pretty uh in the aftermath of the big battle um and then parker comes up to him and he to her to her <laughs> Um, Parker comes up to Buffy and he gives her the, uh, the big apology that she had been daydreaming about the whole episode, or I guess at the beginning of the episode, really. And after he finishes, she clubs him over the head again. <laughs> That's three times. <laughs> and I wrote in my notes, Buffy hitting Parker over the head is so fucking satisfying the gang just looking at him and then walking away. Hilarious. I don't care that he probably has brain damage. Fuck it. <laughs> and then Buffy, the, just like the added little touch, Buffy starts walking in the wrong direction and Xander just kind of grabs her and <laughs> steers her the correct way. Golden. And then that's the end. That's the end of the episode. We um, did it. I, you know, for everything that this episode is and does, I will always be grateful for it as the episode where Buffy hits Parker in the head with a club. Yeah, it's like there's so many ways that they could have ended this Parker story, but having Buffy turn into a Neanderthal and then like just whacking him over the head with a big wooden club, I mean, that's really good. It makes <laughs> me happy. Um, <laughs> Skylar, I don't know if you've caught on, but Jason and I really hate really hate parker <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, and I do think this Parker arc uh, lasted about as long as it should have. I think. Yeah, I was gonna long. ask uh, how many how many episodes you were invested for. Um, yeah how Let's how see. much how much time do you sink into into this character? So we meet him in the second episode, and he's very very charming in that episode. And then episode three, I believe, yeah, when, I believe episode, yeah, yeah episode right, three right, is when sorry. they sleep together, and he reveals that he's a he's a real shit heel, and then we see him very briefly. We saw him very briefly in the last episode, and Buffy was kind of pining over him, but there was like more stuff going on, so that really wasn't the focus. Um, and then this episode, so four episodes of this character and then like two of those in which he plays like a really active role okay well um and i think <laughs> I like, anymore i like I that they like, they let's... picked this this episode then that's uh that's a, a pretty quick way to address that problem if you got somebody who's yeah. <laughs> polarizing <laughs> <laughs> okay okay is this what you want bonk um so uh as i mentioned at the beginning the um the this episode was made as a uh an attempt to get some money from the office of national drug uh office of national drug control um they did not get the money um um according uh to the uh the ondcp um the uh, funding was rejected because, quote, drugs were an issue, but it was otherworldly nonsense, very abstract, and not real-life kids taking drugs. Viewers wouldn't make the link to the ONDCP's message. You don't so. say. <laughs> All yeah. of that effort to get a little more funding. I, I do want to say, for all, the, for all the crap that we, for all the shade that we have thrown at this episode it did get a primetime emmy award nomination for outstanding hairstyling i i i was i had that in my notes i that blows my mind because (laughs) presumably it's for the like cave people neanderthal hairstyling which is fine i guess i don't know that i would call it award worthy i mean they didn't win so clearly it wasn't but you gotta kind of wonder what else was going on in that uh in that year, in that category. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. Um, let me see if I can. Let me see if I can find it. You guys keep talking. I'll. Um, oh wait, no, I've got. I, I, found I it. thought. Uh, so, I thought that the teeth on the Neanderthals were probably the most upsetting part. Like, not to not mm-hmm. to sidestep any of the noble efforts of uh, the the hair team on that whole thing, but. Um, yeah, those those teeth were pretty gnarly. Mm-hmm. So, um, outstanding hairstyling for a series. The two thousand nominees are Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Mad TV, Saturday Night Live, Star Trek Voyager, That Seventy Show, and The Sopranos. All right, who won? Saturday Night Live. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, could be for anything. i mean um yeah so yeah this episode is um uh widely considered by many fans 
uh, to be the worst episode of the show. Um, I disagree. I think um, there is uh, uh, a worse episode uh, in season seven, which we'll uh, get to in a couple seasons. Um, and Jason's least favorite episode is later this season. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's kind of like I, Robot, You, Jane. It's, it's one of those episodes that is so off-the-wall ridiculous that um, it kind of, like, becomes fodder for, like, mm-hmm. it It becomes, like, oh, this is, like, the go-to bad episode of of Buffy. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like a, kind of like, I think, I think it's, be, it's gotten to a point where with the Star Wars movies, people, like, the Phantom Menace has such, like, a not-so-great reputation. I don't think the Phantom Menace is a terrible movie. Um, even though people always say like, "Oh, but it's the worst Star Wars movie," and Attack of the like, Clones in all is reality, right there. Yeah, yeah, Attack of the Clones is the true nadir of the Star Wars franchise, and you can even make an argument for Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, like I think it's more just along the lines that like it's it's low hanging fruit. Yeah, when it comes to people saying like, "Oh, this is the worst episode," I'm like, I mean, it's it, it's got some problems, but I mean, it's also like really damn funny too. I think I think you get an appreciation for it after you've seen the rest of the series. Mm-hmm. Because I definitely laughed more at this episode this time than the very first time I watched it. So The first time I watched this episode ten years ago, I remember having this like I throughout the first four or three seasons, I kind of watched in this like euphoria of like this new show that I found that I'm really, really enjoying that even in episodes that weren't very good, like I Robot You Jane, like uh, Go Fish, which I famously detest. Um, <laughs> I didn't even, the, my, the first watch through, I didn't even really notice how bad those episodes were because I was just kind of in this bubble of enjoying myself watching. And it was this episode, I got to it and I was watching it and I went, huh, I think this episode's bad. (laughs) (laughs) And it was the first time I like felt that way watching an episode. Um, It did kind of pop my bubble a little, Um, but it is, uh, I agree. I think it's really funny. It's, it's insane. Like this episode is nuts and (laughs) um, beer nuts. nuts. Uh, So yeah, Skylar, I think you you said at the beginning uh, that it was meeting the show at its sloppy drunkness, <laughs> uh, which I think is a very apt description. Um, did you have any other like just kind of final thoughts on on all of this? Uh, I I just really enjoyed watching the oscillation of self awareness in this episode because there were parts of it where they were like. Uh, okay, this seems like it's going to be a bad episode. Let's just make it really bad. Let's lean into it. Let's. <laughs> and there are certain parts where um, you just sort of wonder, like, oh, you, you couldn't have known that that was what was going on at that point. Um, I am so sorry. There's someone at my door. Pause. Someone just showed up, beat on my door authoritatively, and asked if they, if they could blow... Uh, the leaves in the yard. Wow. I don't think. Okay. Let me let me just verify. Yeah, not much in the way of leaves in the yard. Okay. Well. Um, All right. Uh, so there's this 
there is this oscillation between self-awareness and uh, I lost it. I lost it. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah. I, that's that is beer bad. I'm gonna give this. So okay, I'm gonna give this episode two scores this week. As mm-hmm. far as like actual quality, I'm gonna give this episode um uh two boyfriend bashing ex-boyfriend bashing clubs out of five. But for sheer enjoyment, I'm gonna give this four point five uh, <laughs> coffee shop fires out of five. Yeah, I'll factor my enjoyment into it as well, and I'll give this um, I'll give this episode two two poorly made fake IDs out of five. Um, I I would like to award this episode with um three and a half tiny little people in a television set out of five. <laughs> uh very nice very nice um i also i forgot to do my uh my gay agenda when we were there but um my gay agenda for this week is willow yelling i'm tired of you men and your manness because that is Mm -hmm. a sentiment i have felt all right jason do you want to take us out uh yeah sure i will do that Thank you for joining us on Booze and Buffy. We'll be back next week with Angel, Season 1, Episode 5, Room with a View. I'm Harrison. You can find me on Instagram at Harrison Alexander Kaufman and on Twitter at Harrison Kaufman. That's spelled C-O-F-F-M-A-N. You can also uh, find my blog, horrorbyharrison.blogspot.com, where I talk about a different horror movie every week. Uh, This week, um, in honor of the Christmas holiday... Um, I am reviewing the OG Black Christmas, which is a great movie. Uh, I'm Jason. You can find me on Twitter at YummyJ and on Instagram at YummyJ357. I'm Skylar. You can find me at Loop Island Hermit Club on Instagram uh, or check out Darlington Pears on Yes. The Darlington Pears are very, very good, so you should check them out. We're sleeping right now because there's a pandemic on and we don't want to encourage any uh, irresponsible behavior. But, uh, yep, we're still around. I do highly recommend the album Caravan. Wow. Oh, thank you. Wow. Jason's just coming in with the flex. Sorry, Skylar. I haven't memorized all of your album names because I'm a dick. That's all right. (laughs) No, you're not. Uh, you can find us uh, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Booze and Buffy, or you can email us at boozeandbuffy at gmail.com. The and is spelled out A and D. Also, don't forget to subscribe and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And each week we like to give a shout out to a worthy charity or nonprofit. Um, Skylar, I invited you to bring one to the table if you if you wanted to. Did you have one to, to, to shout out? I just thought I would um, just offer up what I give to. Mm-hmm. Aaron and I give to NPR. We're subscribing members. And uh, we give to the ACLU Legal Defense Fund. Excellent. Thank you. And we'll put um, links 
for those in the show notes like we always do. All right. And as always... Go well, to- actually, uh, before we do oh, that... Oh, um, oh. Do, well, I do want to say <laughs> um, w- this episode will come out on uh, Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. And so um, this is obviously going to be a, a very different holiday season than um, previous years due to the world being the way that it is. Um, we wish and we wish all of you all um, a very safe and healthy holiday season. Um no, it like sucks that you can't really celebrate, but just hold off, be safe, and then next year you'll get to celebrate however you want to. So whether whether you're celebrating Hanukkah or Christmas or Kwanzaa or Human Light or any other um, any other holiday this season, uh, we wish you all very much happiness in celebrating those. That was lovely, Jason. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Human Light, though. <laughs> um, so, uh, Skylar, thank you so much for, for being here, for being our first uh, uh, pandemic uh, remote guest. This was a, a fun experiment. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. All right. Until next time, go slay. And be gay. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you.